Hi, I'm Katie. And I'm Tillman. We're doing a deep dive into our favorite reality shows. And And this this is is our Fresh Fresh Perspective. Hello. Hello. We're back for the next episode of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Lake City. Before we get into it, I do want to, we we have um, gone almost a year. I think we're coming up on a year in December or January for our first episode. And we've never plugged our social media, which we have had for a year, but we have Instagram and TikTok. Cause I was realizing I was listening back and I was like, I think I said a few times like, Oh, we'll post on, we'll post online what we're talking about, but I never gave a handle. So yeah. our Instagram is fresh perspective pod. Our TikTok is fresh perspective podcast. No dots, underlines, capitals, anything. None of that. None <laughs> Go of check that. us out. Using stuff. It- we have real, if you follow us now, you'll be in the OG crew because we really have not promoted social media at all. So oh, we have yeah. very little, it's like my cousins, our, our entire following pretty much. So get in there. <laughs> Who, by the way, I would never talk- when I see it on TikTok, because it comes up on my stuff all the time because it's one of our contacts. So it's like your contact, Fresh Perspective Podcast is on TikTok. <laughs> and um there's always like eight or nine people who like it and I'm like who are these people who are they I don't know how like it's so weird because my a bunch of my cousins and my aunts and uncles like found it and follow actually I think that's on Instagram but have never said anything to me (laughs) and I don't know what they think is happening or I kind of feel like they think that because there's only like 25 Instagram followers right now they like feel they think it's like oh poor Katie no one's listening but people are listening I really do think oh, we're going to get our 5,000 listens by the end of the year. We are pretty much on track. I know. Let me see what we're at right now. We're almost at 4,000. So, Ooh. yeah, I check like every day. <laughs> oh, yeah, we are at 4,000 or almost at 4,000. Yeah, we're really close to 4,000. 5,000 is within range and it will be helped if people um, follow us on TikTok and Instagram because then it'll reach more people, I think, if more people are will. So go be part of this OG crew if you love to hear about uh, weird reality shows. I know. And if anyone has like strange reality shows that no one knows about, that is where at least I and I think Katie also love to live and like yes. this wacky reality TV show world. So if you have like a niche one, throw it in those comments. Let Please. us know. Please. Yeah. Because I think as we always reference our incoming rebrand coming in December... <laughs> part of that I think is going to be repositioning ourselves as having a niche in the weird reality tv world yeah, and Real Housewives of Salt Lake City counts as that because of Mormonism but like Plathville if anyone has anything else similar to that like let us know I, know. I really want to do the off the grid love one where they <laughs> quit their jobs and go into the wilderness to find love <laughs> that is so crazy but like maybe I should try doing that is the city working for either of us? It's not working for me. Which I would like to shout out our dear friend and classmate Brooks Marks um, just diving into the episode because they have a conversation um, uh, between Meredith and Seth and Brooks and they're asking him, has he ever had a boyfriend all these years that he's been at NYU? And he says no. And I would like to say that is representation for everyone I know at NYU. Tillman Literally and I and myself. We've all had, if you are a Violet, you've had that conversation. <laughs> yeah, you've definitely said, no, I've never had a relationship. 
Yeah. And so it was really validating to see that because he represents the student body of NYU where most people graduate single. <laughs> they really do. It is not a, it's not a very forgiving place. <laughs> yeah. Forgiving, no, you don't right? have multiple like chances just... at love at NYU. <laughs> no, certainly not. So um, go Violets. You're not alone, Brooks. We're connected to Brooks. And we're all part of NYU Alumni Association, or as they like to say it at our graduation, NYU AA. <laughs> Is that really what they call it? Oh my God. Yes. When At our uh, graduation, the like fake one, when they did it like online, oh. they, uh, they were like, and next, our represent- representative from NYU Alumni Association. And she got up there and she was like, I'm so happy to welcome you all to NYU AA. <laughs> That's so funny. And- I remember sitting they there like in with my roommates and all of our parents and we were all like, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> um, excuse me, like, how did we get here? And let me tell you, I've been to an alumni event and it's not AA. It was one drink per person. Oh, so if they're going to do that, at least let people be alcoholics at your alumni events. After paying so much money to go there, we deserve more than one drink. I know it was like we they were like we have a spe- it was at the MoMA first of all it was like an event at the MoMA where the president spoke and they're like we have a specialty cocktail and it's Aperol spritz and there was enough for one Aperol spritz per person oh. and it was in like a little plastic cup too do you think since I'm still there I'm gonna be like an alumni like times two I could get two cards yeah <laughs> you, get I think so. you get one I, card per degree yeah yeah I think so why not yeah, you should, you should absolutely. Care. You yeah, your violet times too. I'm also ha- um like have admittance into an NYU graduate program, so both be violet times too. Violet squared. That's so exciting. <laughs> like obviously, like hate on NYU till the day I die, but like bleed violet. I know, but like bleed violet, and I'm like never gonna leave. Like am I yeah. ever gonna, like leave NYU? Probably not. Exactly. So anyway, Brooks, if you ever want to come on the pod and talk about what it's like to be single all of NYU. We're happy to have you. Hit us up at Fresh Perspective Pod on Instagram, Fresh Perspective Podcast on TikTok. That's right. Okay. What are your thoughts on this episode? So trying to like gather my thoughts because it, well, it was a weird of- one because none of the women really interacted until the last 15 minutes. So it was like we all we have a few different storylines happening. I know there was kind of a lot. It almost felt similar to the, until the last like 10 minutes or whatever, 15 minutes, it kind of felt like another buildup episode, mm-hmm. like the one before they went on their trip. But yeah, did. Then I wonder it if they of, don't have like content this season. Like I wonder if they're realizing that they didn't have like enough. I don't know. It just, it seems like we have some filler episodes, whereas last season I didn't but also we didn't go episode by episode last season so there might have been filler episodes and we just didn't notice because we talked about it all at once that's true too we talked about it more or like not more generally but in large sections yeah yeah which but i mean there was just so much drama last season and there obviously is now i mean um, it seems it would be hard to like match that level of drama and that much I think about, if but... you bring Angie Harrington on as a full-time housewife, they will. And I didn't like her before, but now I am obsessed. I don't necessarily like her, but I, I need her to be a full-time housewife. She's really gunning to be a housewife. Like, it's just so clear to me that she wants to be a housewife. 
Yeah. Well, maybe, I guess maybe on the flip side, if they keep teasing her with it, she'll keep doing unhinged things and starting crazy rumors and being fake and whatever. And I also love that for her. So I guess it's a win-win. Either she's going to keep gunning for it or she gets to be full-time. Yeah, that's true. What did you, so there's a conversation with um, Heather and Angie Harrington where Heather's like, Whitney told me some crazy stuff you said and Angie straight up denies that she ever said Lisa was doing favors for courtside tickets. Do you believe Angie? No, I don't believe Angie. The way that she said, she was just like, that is insane. I was like, that sounds fake. Like, I don't understand. Like, she like gasped and clutched her pearls, like literally. <laughs> I know. So I was like, I don't believe you for a second that you said this. I also, okay, if you said it, you said it, and it's not that big of a deal. Like, yeah, it's like a very, it's a big claim. But also, I feel like the context and the tone and all of that can be taken into that and say how slanderous can change how slanderous yeah. something is yeah and so I always think denying it makes it like even worse like yeah I I completely agree because I was when I was watching so at the end of the episode Heather and Whitney like sit down and Whitney's like you hurt me so much by denying it and for so something about the way Heather was like kind of looking at Whitney I was like maybe this was a bit and they were all like joking about Lisa doing this. And Whitney just like went off the rails and told Lisa that it was a rumor. Like maybe they were all sitting there and like laughing. And Angie was like, I bet Lisa, you know, did some yeah, sexual yeah. favors for those seats. And they're like, ha ha ha, that's so Lisa, blah, 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 like as a joke. And it just did not compute in Whitney's brain. And that's why Heather is like giving her eyes every time she brings this up. And she's like, cut that out, you know? I know that is a good point because they have said how drunk they all were like they were just super drunk because at this yeah. point that's Angie and Heather's like justification or like reasoning for saying no they're like well maybe I don't remember it because we were very drunk yeah um yeah so I feel like they could have just been like giggly drunk and doing like a bit about Lisa because Heather also said when she was talking to Whitney, she's like, we talk about Lisa all the time. And I was like, work as you should. No shame in that. <laughs> I thought it was really interesting how Lisa was like, I respect Whitney for all of this, even just a little bit. Because what was her little phrase? Uh, um, a bad a, or a good truth is a bad truth is better than a good lie. Oh, yeah. A bad truth is better than a good lie. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. I disagreed with Lisa. I really don't respect Whitney right now. I just don't. Like, I don't think the way, she, I don't, I think it was very clear to everyone involved. She was not trying to get a bad truth out. She was just trying to stir the pot. And it yeah. is still undetermined whether, because Lisa's saying all this. And at first I was confused because I was like, wait, was she telling the truth? But I guess Lisa's truth was that Angie was talking behind her back. I don't know. I, I just, dis- I don't think, anything about the way Whitney went about it makes me feel like she was trying to like get the truth out yeah I don't feel like she did it for Lisa yeah I'm really sure to get it off her chest yeah and it, it was I don't even know why it was on her chest in the first place because she was the one spreading it like it's not like it wasn't like she was put in an awkward position felt felt bad about it like I don't know I 
Whitney and also just like in her so like since they were doing it all separate everyone had their plot line and so we revisited Whitney leaving the church which was a really interesting conversation but I was like every time she's with her husband Justin it just feels so awkward and staged like I just feel like I don't it feels really posed to me do you get that uh like a bit and I I haven't really thought about it but I kind of wonder if he's like a little camera shy Maybe. Like, I could totally see him being like, I don't really want to be on camera. And I'm sure every interaction they're having is actually just a retelling of like a conversation they've already had. So he's yeah. like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I've already told you how I feel. Like, I've already said these things. Like, they're not genuine anymore. Um, and I, I agree. I think he has a really hard time redoing those conversations. And Whitney leans into it a ton. Like, she's very much like, I got big news today. I'm leaving the Mormon church. And it's like, obviously her husband knows that's the day she's leaving the Mormon church. But the way she speaks about it, it's like she's in like the final scene before it cuts to commercial break of a teen drama. You know, like that's very much her inflection. Yeah. And there's just like a mismatch in energy. It's very weird. I have a hard time. I mean, they're just like, they're no Seth and Meredith, you know? Yeah, no, certainly not. What did you, so in, what? I do really like Seth and, and Meredith's like relationship that they have with each other, just like they're back and forth. Oh, but I also want to say just before we like kind of move on from Whitney, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I saw a tweet that um and it's a picture of Whitney using Trixie Mattel's plant gay like makeup. <gasps> yes, palette. I feel that too. And it just made me laugh. And she was like, I will always support my friend Trixie Mattel. Like on Twitter, it was like this thread. And it's a picture of her using the palette. And I was just like laughing. And I remembered that they have that YouTube video together. And I think it was before I ever watched Real Housewives. So I didn't really know who she was. So now I kind of want to go back and watch it and see what she said. Um, I know. I would like to too, especially because I'm getting such a like scripted and fake vibe from her. I'd like to watch that because I, I feel like earlier seasons when you didn't give me this vibe. So I feel like on Trixie's channel, she also won't. She's like big in the drag world, though. Whitney, like constantly. She's really she's friends with Jan, too, from season 12. Oh, really? I follow Jan and they're like always posting about each other. Oh, shoot. Oh, wow. Well, and she did when she was here for BravoCon a few weeks ago. She did that thing with. Oh, my God. What's the drag queen's name that like I she ran for office in New York like some elected office two mm. years ago oh my gosh is it a I local queen she hasn't or- been on drag race oh she hasn't been on drag race I don't know oh but she's friends with I think um Bob the drag queen and Monet which I'm still sad that they left New York I know I feel betrayed anyway that's just my little thing about Whitney <laughs> I think if Lisa was not longer I mean maybe she maybe she just doesn't have an interest in drag queens but I think Lisa could really take the drag world by storm if she could get into that because Loki I think she's a little more iconic than Whitney I Lisa's way more iconic like everything she says I'm like I think I'm like genuinely obsessed with this woman I just, I love Lisa's like movements and everything are just way more like camp, which is exactly. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think I could see the drag queens who watch housewives getting behind her and like inviting her to events and stuff. I just don't know if Lisa's there yet in her journey on Mormonism. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't know how she feels. I want like a panel with all of them where 
they just really talk about their beliefs like beliefs yeah you go down the line and you're like what do you think about drag and it's like yes no yes no yeah it's very very at least it's the only one i'm up in the air about but also lisa is so surrounded by people who i believe are liberal that i can't imagine she would be able to really be strictly conservative i know she's also like so opinionated so opinionated but she was best friends with that woman last season who had all those racist facebook posts oh jenny jenny yeah that was lisa's longtime friend i don't think they are anymore though i think she said like that's unacceptable oh good oh i think don't want to put words in her mouth but no let's go with that i can't stand to believe anything other than that i love it my favorite thing about lisa is when someone's telling her something like someone will be saying something to her like something really devastating that's going on in their personal life and she goes oh really you know she does that oh yeah oh really her like tone and inflection and everything is so funny to me yeah oh my god at the end it's like oh really it's like just an awkward length at the end of every word exactly like it's not like she doesn't have like a vocal fry it's she doesn't have like a new york accent it's just like it it sounds like she should be saying a little bit more (laughs) i know it's like you're supposed to hold that just a little bit longer or a little bit shorter whichever one you choose this is an awkward length she just like everything she says is a little bit awkward she um there was this one moment where jen was like I want to get some food. And Lisa goes, oh, you see, you're like, you, I want food. Like she just reset exactly what Jen said, but like framed as a bit. It's like, you yeah. go, Lisa. Or like when they said that she was doing like sexual favors, she was like, that is insane. <laughs> and I was just like, what? <laughs> I love her. And I know. I think right she's now. my favorite. Oh, thanks. <laughs> wow. What did you think about her conversation? Because I think this was a marketing tactic with her brother, B, about her all of her sisters getting divorced. Well, first, I think her brother was cute. Yeah. I'll say it. And then I really, I didn't know what to make of that conversation. I, I could see that that affected Lisa, like that thought, like she felt very bad for her sisters. Like, but I was like, what is this? hotline like is it just supposed to like I think there's going to be more about her and and John's marriage coming in that I think that was teased in the season like that they were going to have some like issues and I think this is just like ramping that up like kind of teasing that or it's going to make that seem even worse when she's like all her sisters are divorced and like she says that she's so lucky to have him and all this stuff like I don't want them to have marital issues I don't think they're big. Like, I, I don't think it's like marriage ending issues, but I okay. think they go through like maybe a little rough patch. I think it was because Lisa saw that her marriage was being questioned and she pulled the producer or pulled the camera crew or whatever over to her house and then had a conversation about how she is the only person with a good marriage in her family. And everyone thinks so. And everyone talks about how good her husband is. I think it was a, a marketing tactic on her end to show how strong her marriage was through another lens you know because it makes Lisa seem caring empathetic and it makes it seem like she's the most supportive husband in the world pretty much 
Yeah, she does like, and she's done this throughout the seasons too. It's not just now. Like when anyone says something about like her husband or mm-hmm. kids, she gets really emotional and she's like, that's completely not okay. That's off limits. Like these are the only things that I truly have yeah. all the time that are mine. Like she also constantly calls John, which I think is really sweet. Like anytime anything goes wrong, she runs to call her husband. And I, I think that's an indication of a good marriage that he's I agree. the only person who can calm her down that she can talk to when she's upset. So I, I do think they're in a good spot. I really don't feel inclined to believe Whitney and G's rumors. Maybe that's naive, but, or maybe John's in on it. Maybe it's okay. <sighs> I, yeah. I don't know. Really is there a world me. where these favors are like, a positive part of their marriage <laughs> maybe they got a little arrangement exactly lots of mormons are swingers as whitney said oh that's right hmm. it comes from the polygamous roots that joseph smith planted back in 1840 you are the expert you are yeah, the expert now. i know <laughs> you're ready to go you don't have to tell me twice i also thought just before we move on from lisa and go back to whitney because i still didn't say anything about that but I thought it was sweet that Jack was making his little poster about being asked to the sweetheart dance. Oh yeah. That was sweet. And that was another funny moment of Lisa where he was like, look, I made that. She like asked me how it it would be sweet. And this is my like little rhyme I made back. And she went cute. And then walked away. (laughs) Like she just is like, so like, Oh, she's so awkward in how she communicates. I love it. I thought it was, I don't know why they keep doing this, but they are Anytime they like cut to Lisa, like by herself, like her at home or like by herself, they are always going to show the giant like soda cup. Yes. They cut to it. It was literally just a shot of the soda cup, like on her counter. I noticed that too. Yeah. I almost, I meant to look up what that place was because I'm so intrigued by these like soda shops they have in Utah. Oh. Because they have them, like, in place of coffee shops, I think. That's what I've heard. Oh, because they can't, because a lot of Mormons can't have coffee. Well, all Mormons. Yeah, so they have, like, Diet Coke instead, or, like, super sugary coffee to replace the fact that they can't have caffeine. Wow. But, like. Is is BYU in Salt Lake? I I think it's in Utah. I don't know if it's in Salt Lake City. It's definitely in Utah. Yeah. Yeah. They all, like, went to BYU, right? Like, that's how Lisa and Angie and, like, Heather all know each other? Maybe. Yeah, because that's where Heather was the fun time girl or whatever. Right. Right. I'm going to find out where BYU is at. I mean, BYU is all over my TikTok currently. Me too. Oh, BYU.edu is what I found. I just wanted to know where they were, but. BYU is the opposite of NYU when everyone at NYU is like single the whole time and everyone in BYU gets married before sophomore year. And like, yeah, exactly. Ring by spring. That's what people used to say. Um, even in Texas, they'd be like, oh, it's going to be like ring by spring or of your new love is blind is in Texas. And these people love marriage. Oh, <laughs> they love marriage. It's They're like, they don't care about who it's to. They just want marriage. Yeah, no, everyone at home. I have, I know so many people that are already like married and engaged and have kids and houses and cars and like all these things. And I don't have any of those. Yeah, I don't have a thing to my name. I have nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Okay. Anyway, that's all I have about Lisa, I think. Did you have any other notes? I don't think so. I mean, she didn't, I mean, until the end, she, it was pretty uneventful for her, but the end was quite, quite good. 
Yeah, we'll have to touch on that before. Um, do you want to revisit Whitney and Justin's little scene? Yeah, let's do Just, it. I thought it was interesting. So Whitney is signing off. She's finally getting a notary to come and, and notarize her, her official leave of the Mormon church. And insane I thought it was, that that has to be notarized. I know. It doesn't. I don't understand how they can do that as like a religious institution. That seems like something well, you that's should the thing. government associated or whatever. I was thinking about this too, like the difference kind of between like Mormon and like uh, other like Protestant religions. Yeah. And I was just like to leave, like, yeah, like in theory, like they all still like the 10% like tithe to the church, but no one's forcing you you just kind of give that yeah. um, and you certainly don't have to have something notarized to stop it. No, I think that's ridiculous. And also the idea that she was like, if I don't do this now, they could like renew my membership or something and start charging me. There's something that she felt like if she didn't get this out of the way, it, it could bring her back to the church eventually. Yeah. I think it was, she was saying how, like, if I don't do this now, they're going to like kind of get wind of it and they're going to like try to keep me here. They're going to, cause like in the past when she like the first time when she went through the whole thing and she had like cheated on her husband and they were like, everything will be forgiven if you go to church tomorrow and like keep giving money. And so yeah, she, it was know. messed up because it sounded like for whatever reason, she had to stand up in front of a council and asked to be excommunicated because of the infidelity she committed, which is like a sin. And Justin, her husband, who was also unfaithful to his previous wife, was able to just like excommunicate himself and walk free. But for whatever reason, a council of men had to declare whether Whitney could be excommunicated. And they basically said, no, you'll be forgiven. And Whitney was like, this is the opposite of everything I've ever learned. I always learned growing up that this couldn't be forgiven. But in order to like manipulate a woman, they basically were like, actually, we'll we'll scratch this one and you can try again. It was I like insane kind of gross like it just super gross I was surprised though how willing she was I know she talked about this in like season one when she was giving her backstory but like she was very open about the fact that she and Justin had been unfaithful to their previous spouses with each other one of the first things we learned about Whitney it is and she and she brings it up again and she's never like justified it or defended herself or been like well I was in a really bad situation or like I was in an arranged Mormon kind of thing she's just like yeah I cheated on my last husband and for someone who constantly talks about other people's marriages it's just funny that she's like spreading rumors about other people committing infidelity when that is like her MO I know oops (laughs) yeah it was kind of it was interesting to like hear like it's just like yeah, oh, I appreciate God. that she was open about it. Yeah, she is. I mean, she does seem very open about it. She's not uh, ashamed. Or, I mean... And, <laughs> for I, better or for worse. <laughs> for better or worse, she's not ashamed. Which, like, okay. But it, her whole thing with the church also, I was like, this is, like, crazy that you're having to, like, do all this and the politics within the church, which, like, is in every religion and every institution. But... It's yeah, but most crazy. other Christian, like you were saying, most other religions, you can just leave and they're not yeah, really you can just leave. Anything. You just literally just stop going. Yeah. You aren't like, I don't yeah. know, maybe <clears throat> if there is one that's like this, I would say like Catholic has more like institutionalized 
processes like yeah but I was raised Catholic and but, no one knows where I am yeah as far as I know there's nothing like that there's no I, like you're not paying the Catholic Church ever you don't have a membership within the Catholic Church like yeah there's just no After way to like, the Camino though um according to the Catholics I'm saved so oh I know I have my I have my certificate that says so that says you've been saved basically like I it's in Latin so I'm not exactly sure what it says but it's along the line that's how the Catholic Church gets you yeah it's like in the like the fine print but it's actually just really big it's just in Latin yeah Um, and it essentially says like your sins have been forgiven because you've made this pilgrimage to see St. James wow worth it but you can't sin again or else you'll have to do it again I know. I already have to go back. Hmm, you can sad. just go to confession. Oof. That freaks me out. I don't think I could do that. It's horrible. It's like my least favorite thing about growing up Catholic. Yeah. We never had to do that in the Methodist church. Yeah. It was really, really bad. Have you ever seen Fleabag? Oh yeah, you have. Oh, I love Fleabag. Yeah. Confession is not like that. Seen <laughs> <laughs> where she gets with the priest. <laughs> I think season two specifically is the best written television out there period on tv on streaming anywhere it is the it is the epitome of right person wrong lifetime or whatever yeah like the the love story in that is um it's uncompared there's nothing like it nothing like it should we get into what happens at the end of the episode yes let's get into it so first heather's inviting like all these people like we see her inviting all these people there are like 25 people here people and they're all cousin and i i'm dying to know if they are cousins or if they are like the mormon cousin where it's like all from this from rorschach whatever yeah like like her and whitney like i'm dying to know how are they related I know sure seems to be a lot of them and she's also when she was talking about how like she's worried what her family's gonna think of her book she also kept saying like what are my cousins gonna say and I'm like what what how why who are all these cousins why do they play such a big role in your life they are are cousins are they just everyone in Utah who you're related to right exactly there was a couple that she kept calling her like twin so I think those might be like real cousins but also like Mormon cousins like you know maybe second or third cousins the duality of man can be your Mormon cousin but also your real cousin (laughs) um (laughs) and one of them she was like this is my twin but she married in and oh I missed that married into Mormonism no 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 married into the family so they're not oh, okay. blood related but she was like we still look alike that like, that puts a question mark in my mind <laughs> yeah I'm like okay so how closely related on this like Mormon cousin how much do you look alike yeah there's only so many Mormons and there's also only so many traits within Mormonism. I mean, physical traits, a lot of blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, she also invites obviously Jen, Lisa, Meredith, and then Angie Harrington, the one who started the rumors about Lisa doing favors on the basketball court. <laughs> I know. I was like, Oh my gosh. But I mean, then Lisa shows up and she's like, what is she doing here? I mean, she's actually quite, I thought, respectful and like, just was like, I'm not gonna, 
I think she even said, like, I'm not going to engage and said something about, like, Meredith. She's she's Meredith's truest friend. They need to reconnect because I know she was disengaged. Meredith was in really good spirits, too. She was just like, whatever. Like, she she seemed fine. She wasn't worried about seeing Lisa, like. No, she she was, I mean, she was very, like, easy this episode. Like, nothing. She was like, I have the hottest husband of the season, and I know it. I know. And I we're was back like, on our like Seth obsession. When Seth at at the beginning when they're with Brooks and he tries to push her chair in and he's just like shaking it and she's like, I, I don't need to be pushed in. That was so sweet. I know. He was like, really? <laughs> it was also sweet how he was talking to Brooks like when he was asking like, so do you have a, um, a boyfriend? And then um, when Brooks said, yeah, I've had him for two years. He wasn't even mad. He was like, oh, um, has mom met him? Like, <laughs> so sweet about it like I think I would be I know if someone told me they had a boyfriend for two years and I didn't know yeah I'd be mad if it's someone I mean they're obviously like much closer than like I would be to like a friend like that's a different relationship right than like me to any friend yeah but I was like you didn't tell two years like how on earth did I not know this like are you yeah seriously and then when he when Seth describes his perfect boyfriend and it's like a quarterback I was like Seth is the most sexy and masculine man ever he's a blueprint for a husband he, he could never say anything wrong except for when he kept talking about Whitney's boobs that was weird that was strange um so when he like was saying that he was like I'm in love with Brett Favre and they showed they like did the photoshop of like him and covered up Meredith with like Brett Favre he looked oddly like Andy Cohen Oh, weird. I did not catch that. Wait, wait. Seth looked like Andy Cohen or? No, Brett. Brett Favre. Is that his name? Yeah. Let me see if I can find this picture. Okay. Well, he is an attractive man. He is. I'll give him that. Um, yeah, I could see him being like Andy Cohen when he smiles. He has that kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. His His eyes are kind of like deep in his head like Andy Cohen's are. So maybe um, maybe Seth secretly has a thing for for Andy Cohen. Maybe he forced Meredith to become a housewife because he's had a crush on Andy Cohen. I know. And he's like, you know that trend on TikTok with like the girls saying the crazy things they've done to get a boyfriend to that Taylor Swift song? Yeah. So that's what I, I signed my wife up for Real Housewives and then slowly seduced Andy Cohen over three seasons. <laughs> I now that I was at this event last night with a housewife of Beverly Hills, I feel the need to watch it to know who it was. Cause I you heard what, she, is she an OG? I think so. Maybe Yolanda? Hadid? Well, I don't know if she's an OG. I actually think right now on Twitter, people are like going crazy over her. Like I think she's currently like a housewife and on like some crazy stuff, like in drama. Watch it. I know I need to watch it. She's a peer. It's Sutton Strack, I think is her name. Mm, I don't recognize that, but I believe you. Anyway. Too bad you don't have tea from it. I know. Like, I wish she'd done something really crazy and you could be like, story time. Well, I have like a little story, but like, it's not not crazy, but I'll, I'll tell you off. Patreon, Patreon. Patreon, Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> um... Because it's not that funny, but, like, it just deals with, like, work. <laughs> but, yeah, I also wish I had, like, a ton of tea to spill at this. She, I mean, she was there in her full gown, 
Um, and then when it came time to dance, she threw off the heels and threw on some sneakers. Oh, and, I love that. I know. She was having a good time. I love someone who is down to do that. I know. But anyway, so back to this whole thing uh, at yes. the ski resort. Um, sorry, I can't stop thinking about Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Just so distracted. So. Please come on the pod. Oh. But yeah, so I mean, they're all there. Heather has invited everyone you can possibly imagine. And they're all just skiing. They're kind of having a good time. I mean, Lisa is bothered that that Angie is there. And I can understand that. And yeah, I mean, I don't know why. I think it's fair to be like, Heather shouldn't really have been. Although Heather invited everyone on the face of the planet. But it was Yeah, also- I don't think it's crazy of... Heather to actually invite her and I kind of thought that Lisa did like responded well to just being there she was like I don't need to like talk to her I don't need to hug her I don't need to like talk to her a bunch I'm just gonna do my own thing and it kind of I kind of felt bad for Lisa a little bit because it was like that kind of means you're off on your own a little bit she wasn't like I saw her like talking to Heather's like after Angie pulls her aside and they have their conversation, which we'll talk about. But then she like goes and talks to Heather's cousins, and like it, it just it feels like yeah, she is kind of on her own. She's kind of having to like fend for herself. Yeah, because she's I trying mean, to avoid this. Felt bad, but like, right what? I yeah, I feel bad because she has like every right to be doing this. Like she, sh- sh- yeah, I don't know. I felt bad too, and I was kind of like on the fence because I was like, on the one hand, I feel bad that you're kind of on your own, but two, like you don't want to engage in everything. So like, that's kind of a little bit of a consequence of that. And if, you know, that's the way it is, then that's what it is. You could always go talk to Andrew or someone like you could. Yeah. Um, but, but if I were her, I would not want to ha- keep having conversations about whether or not I did what she yeah, said. No. I don't know. I wouldn't would either. I would have done the same thing as Lisa, I think. Um, Especially like she has kids at home. She doesn't want them to go around hearing mom talking about what she did for courtside tickets with this man that everyone clearly knows this is a specific person in mind like i don't she's also mormon so she's a little bit more private with yeah. her yeah how she talks about sex and stuff and so i don't know i don't think she should be forced to talk about this over and over again but and she pulls her and tries to talk and lisa just like isn't having it i know lisa's like actually i really don't want to do this right now i I can't remember exactly what she says, but like, she was like, no. She said one thing over and over again. Maybe it was just not engaging. It was something like, I just really don't want to do this right now. Like, Mm -hmm. I really don't want to talk about it right now or something like that. But she just said no, which I was like, fair. Like, you don't have to talk about that. But she doesn't owe Angie rumors. Yeah. Angie, like, has lied in the past about Lisa. Like, yeah, so I I didn't really feel like it was that big of a deal. But then when Heather went over and spoke to her, that's really what kind of I that's really when I felt bad for her because when which Heather didn't even have to say this. Heather was like, I didn't really think about you or your feelings in this. I know. I think that was maybe unnecessary for Heather. Which I think, yeah, I think it was just unnecessary because like, that's probably true. Like she probably like, sorry, I just wasn't thinking about the drama between the two of you. Because I mean, to be fair, it does seem like she's a little closer to Angie than she is to Lisa. 
I don't Start, think she and yeah. Lisa have their own well, relationship. Well, I never forget when Lisa called her Shrek. Right. If I were Heather, I would be inviting everyone who wronged her after that. Yeah, like, I'd be like, don't you dare call me Shrek. <laughs> like, absolutely not. But. Yeah, I don't, it, it was hard. I don't feel like anyone's... I, I just feel like Heather's being kind of unfairly piled on because then Whitney comes over and she's like, you hurt me. Yeah. And it's going to take me a while to overcome that. And Heather's like, okay. I know. Heather's really like... And I'm, then Whitney says... Heather is the biggest woe is me person. I ha- I have never gotten the vibe that Heather is a woe is me person. And I think Certainly that is a not. messed up thing. I think Whitney is taking a dig at the fact that Heather's marriage ended because that's the only thing I could think about her being woe is me about. And that was a low blow. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I don't think she's a woe is me person. She's always like, what's going on? Like, I don't, yeah, I don't find her to be a woe is me person. I don't feel. She's not at all. She could pull the single mother card every episode and it would be warranted and she never does never does she she's not woes me at all she always holds from her own she's the only one who can't run away and call her husband when things go wrong and she's never complained about that like i can i i'm <laughs> mad that when you said that i know i think it's ridiculous yeah that was my last note that heather when you called heather a big woes me person and that i want angie harrington as a full-time cast member yeah i do too i would like that I think it would cause a lot of drama. I think they're going to have to bring in more people next season. Because Especially with whether or not Jen Shaw is legally allowed to be a housewife. Yeah, exactly. I think they need at least six. Yeah. Um, they can obviously do five, but I think that that's partially what's giving us these like build up and like kind of filler moments is the fact yeah. that there's five because for there to be like group drama, they all have to be together like which in past seasons like they were all together when there was the biggest drama but it was bigger because there was more people and now I think these women are like really they know everything about each other like there's no I don't know yeah and they also I think are kind of getting to a point where they're like oh it's not worth picking this fight with Meredith because I know how she's going to act or it's not worth going there with with Whitney because I know she's going to be spewing BS like they definitely need something like they need a new Mary Cosby who's going to shamelessly fuck shit up yeah I agree because and they need someone so strange that they like will never quite understand like what's coming next like we never knew what mary cosby was gonna say next and we never understood what she was upset about never and she was she always had her own side drama happening that had nothing to do with the main drama and it was good because then they could cut between different scenes and for whatever reason always gave her the time of day for whatever she was upset about did (laughs) any of them know her before like now, thinking about Mary Cosby, she seems so far removed from this group of people. I can't believe she was there last season. I have no idea. I don't know if they knew her. I think Jen did. Oh, yeah. They had a friendship. But I don't know. I am curious. Because I could see a world where Mary's still very present to all of them, actually. Mm. Off camera. But I could, whether it's genuine or not. Who knows? But that they all seem to have a soft spot for her. So I would believe that maybe she. Yeah, I don't know. And they really just pretend like she's not there, like or that she doesn't exist, that she was never there. She never came up again. No. 
rest in peace but she did some bad things yeah yeah she's kind of racist so yeah very <laughs> yeah okay well it's time for Tom and I to start our work days so bye bye, bye.